ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Jars, Jokes and Random Shit. Jokes and Random Shit. I'm here with my boy Jamal. What up, what up? We're here to top, take the top off these conversations, have some fun, bring it from the couch to the mics, and do what's right, and have fun. I kinda yeah, hey, I like that though. Hey, that, episode episode two, maybe. That might be it. Let me let me work on it. Let me marinate it that on. Might be it. I said marinate it though. No, like I I know you've been cooking, man. You you've been uh that's nice, man. I like that intro, man. I can't cook, dog. Stop what's up it. with you though, man? What's, I, what's happening? You man? know, I'm living. Dog, I'm living. And just barely. I'm living. Barely. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of TV recently. I really don't actually to be honest, I don't watch TV as much. I watch a lot of YouTube now. Okay. What's on what's on the screen for you? Like on TV? On the screen. On the screen. I mean, we're not just we're not just tied to TVs anymore. We have tablets, we have laptops, we have phones. You can watch it from anywhere. It's live streaming everywhere. Yeah, right. But you know, I'm still like Old school. I'm still a TV kid. Oh, okay. I mean, I do, you know, I do watch YouTube sometimes, you know. Mm. There's a couple channels that I follow and things like that. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to just, like, sit there and just, like, binge YouTube. Mm. Like, my kids do that. Like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, we had, like, Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and that type of stuff. Speaking of Jamal. Yeah. Top five. So, Jamal put top five in our list of topics today that he didn't delete this time. Man, you still own that, dog. That was like forever ago. I don't care. <laughs> uh, top five cartoons. You want to do that? All time. You want to do now, that? Now, we could do your top five that you had in mind, too. But with this conversation, I feel like that topic just makes a whole lot of sense. Man, we can do that, man. Top five cartoons? All time. All time. For you personally. Doesn't have to be what the world says. Man, I want to know what Jamal... Little Maul, 11 years old, broke as hell, eating cereal, probably some Rice Krispies treat. Oh, oh no, not Rice Krispies cereal. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Probably eating the cornflakes. Uh, what that Jamal would eat with the 2% milk. 2%? We, <laughs> 2%, man, was a luxury in our house, man. We, we was drinking skim milk, bro. That was a luxury? Yeah, 2%. We didn't really drink 2%. We we drank skim milk and like half percent milk. I didn't know what skim milk was until I turned 18. Yeah. And why do I remember that so specifically? Because I quit drinking milk when I was 18. Yeah. I did the same thing. You know, I did the switch from milk, like dairy milk to like almond milk. Yeah. Almond milk and oat milk. Like I did that for a couple oh my years. God, I love that. Oat and milk. then slowly got back into like drinking like milk. Uh, you out here drinking the macaw? Well, I mean, the kids drink the milk, bro. The kids, uh-huh. the kids be drinking whole milk and two. I'm like, Jesus, this is, this is half and half. Yeah, this is actual whipping cream. <laughs> How you putting this in your cereal? <laughs> you like this? All right, get back to your top five. My goodness. Yeah, man, we could talk about that all day, but top five. Yeah. Top five cartoons of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in no particular order, I'm going to put The Simpsons up there um, because of their longevity. Um, the Simpsons had, has been like comedy inspiration yeah. for me. I remember being a kid, elementary school, watching, like, dating myself, but like, the first, like that, who shot Mister 
Mr. Burns episode, like in season six, I think it was. Damn. What's why you gotta be disrespectful, man? Why you got why you gotta do that? I think I was still in my daddy nut. What? I'm saying I was still in his ball set. That is a weird thing to say out loud. Why? We all started from our dad's nutsack. Are you are you are you uncomfortable talking about grown up things now, Steve? I swear to God, <laughs> you didn't expect this, huh? I, I have, I feel so blindsided right now. <laughs> this nigga's talking about his nuts. I'm sorry, his was, dad's I did, nuts I didn't in say particular. My nut. I did no, 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 no. You were saying my kid came out of my nut. I came out of my dad's nut. Like you just so casually reference your dad nut. Yeah, like that doesn't make you uncomfortable. I mean, like I have a visual. Of your dad's nut and you just sitting in it. You're looking at it. So back to your top five. So the Simpsons. <laughs> so I gotta put the Simpsons up there. All right. Yeah. Um I'm gonna put Looney Tunes in there. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put those wacky zany Warner Brothers uh Proprietary. <laughs> I'm gonna put them in there. Okay. Uh, the Looney Tunes is old school, right? And if you go back, because I know like they got like all like the they got like old Looney Tunes like on um I think on Max I think because mm-hmm. they they got like the new Looney Tunes on there, but like the old stuff like that you gotta check the old like before like the CDC was really censoring stuff. Oh yeah. Like cartoons back there used to be. Violent, man, and and the jokes, but and and I and I say violent because I don't. When I say violent, I think violent means something completely different nowadays mm-hmm. than it did back then. Mm-hmm. Like the violence nowadays is like stuff that, you know, it's that censored stuff that you might run across on Twitter or something sure. like that. The violence in cartoons, that comic mischief, mm-hmm. was, it it just it kind of encompassed like everything of like that type of comedy that I was trying to do. So I always messed with Looney Tunes. Um, then I'm also going to put tiny tunes on there as well. Same, same company, but was, it's like the younger version that. of those. Okay. Tiny tunes was a jam of mine. Um, I got to give a shout out to the Rugrats. Okay, Nickelodeon. Let's so, I mean, I got to put Nickelodeon in there. I got to put the Rugrats in there. Now they resonate on a different level for me. Like, right now, I can't stand watching Rugrats. Oh, boy. I like, tried. Because, like, you just you just feel for the parents. I'm like, why are these, <laughs> why are these kids running around here with no supervision? <laughs> it just irritates me. So. And, and they uh, diaper. Right. But Rugrats definitely. That's one. So, to recap, we got The Simpsons. Yep. We got Looney Tunes. Yep. Tiny Tunes. Yep. Rugrats. <sighs> All right. It's about to be something controversial. I'm going to throw this on here because this represents a time in my life. Okay. Dexter's Laboratory. Great show. Dexter's Laboratory. Great show. Let me tell you, that show 
was dope yes. to me. Yes. Yes. Like I always like I wanted to have a laboratory. I wanted to have like this little like, I can make like gadgets and stuff like that. Laboratory. And then like you can imagine <laughs> his, pa- his, his parents light bill. <laughs> Yo, they he was they was probably making them so much money they didn't have one. They had to know that this kid had a laboratory. <laughs> but the fact is is that he was such an intelligent being. What are they going to tell him? No, he might have uh, solar panels. They know what had, that dude, man, they had to know that he had a lab. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They yeah. they had to know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that show was hilarious, man. I, I I absolutely loved it. So that's that's my top that's my top five cartoons of of all time. All right. Honorable mention, I would say Family Guy, but Family Guy used the Simpsons model. Simpsons was first. So I gotta, I gotta say The Simpsons instead of Family Guy. Facts. All right, I'll All right. that. Your go, man. What's your 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 top five cartoons? My top five of all time. All right. So I'm gonna go the cartoon route because I can easily throw in a lot of anime shows. Yes, I watch anime. If you don't watch anime or haven't watched anime, don't say anything. You got to try it at least once before you judge it. Mm. Um. So straight up cartoons. Hey Arnold. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna leave that one to the end. It's gonna throw you off. Okay. Hey Arnold. Uh weirdly enough, this is gonna shock some people. Static shock. Codename kid next door. Because I just thought that was the dopest team and I wanted a friend group like that and let's do cool missions and fight people who fight in food. All right. Stuff. My imagination. They had it. That was weird. Um, I could have said that so much better. Uh, (laughs) Trying to think of my other two. Other two top five. I already have my last one in mind, but I'm trying to think. Because Hey Arnold is goaded to me. That's like the best of the best, easily. Uh,. But my other two would probably be because I'm trying to think of different networks and everything. So you had Toonami, of course. You had Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. I'm trying to. Oh, Cat Dog. I don't know why I say it so country every time, but Cat Dog. Cat Dog. It's all right. Chill out on me. Family from the South. So if you ever hear a little. Twang in my voice is it's their fault. Uh but definitely cat dog. Cat dog. Okay. All right. Cat dog. We get it. But the last one, let me recap mine. So it's hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Shit. Cat dog. What's the other ones I said? <laughs> my memory is bad. I shouldn't be able to tell you the things that you said. I said cat dog. Right. Hey so Arnold. Cat dog, hey Arnold. Kiss next kids door. Kiss next door. Code na- name. Kids next door. All right. This is your list. How could you? The other one I said, encourage the cowardly dog. Okay. That's my top five. Well, it's really your top four because you can't remember the fifth one. It's four five. Shut up. Okay. Top five, top five, top five. All right. So honorable mention. Oh, go ahead. Honorable mention. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Wow. You kind of jump, really jump genres. Jump time periods there. How? There I was thought, there was different phases of Scooby Doo though. 
Well, I mean, there's the OG version. There's the like newer age, better animation. I guess if you're going to call it that version. And then there's the version now where it's like live action almost. All right, but I'm just saying like, like 40. Just what? I just didn't expect you to say Scooby Doo. What did like, you expect me to say? Some good stuff? Something that nobody knows about? No. What did you expect? I I just I don't know, I just Proud never family? I, I'm I, black? Just, I just never met anyone who just was like Scooby Doo's in my top five. Is is an all time great. I mean, it's it's Scooby Doo still marketable to this day. Okay, but I was thinking like you were gonna say like Rocket Power or something like. Didn't you like mess with them? Okay, all right. Didn't you mess with Rocket Power? Unpopular opinion. No, I mean you don't. Unpopular opinion. Look, Steve, you don't have to. Two overrated shows: Rocket Power and Doug. I'm going to say it: Rocket Power and Doug are over freaking. Rated. Well, you don't have to get defensive, man. I was just saying. Even though I like the oogly, oogly, oogly. I like that. But as a show, overrated. Doug? What made Doug good? Doug had nothing on Hey Arnold. Doug, Doug wasn't good. Uh, okay, all right. <clears throat> I was, I was going to say, I'm ready to debate, right? But Doug appealed to the insecurities of a generation. So, like, oh, look, he's, he's such a kind kid. He has a journal. He has a dog named Doug Porkchop. was lame. But Lane, he does it with he, a blue friend. Hey, Skeeter was black. He was blue. He was blue. No, they made they made Skeeter blue. Guess what? Because hey Arnold, they couldn't say he was black. Hey Arnold, what was his best friend? Gerald. He was black. What was he? Did you see he was black? Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't understand. Fake ass spinoff. I don't understand where all, all right. this. Argumentative tone because there's a lot from. of people who are going to be mad right now. That I feel like I'm already fighting people when I'm not. No one's here to fight me. No one is literally fighting you, man. Again, that's just something you got to work out in therapy, dog. Before you get on this microphone, I'm working on these things. I'm just saying, man. Can we keep? Can we? Can we keep it pushing? Can we keep the conversation going without right, you kind of right, spinning right. off? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jesus. Was there an original topic that you had in mind for the top five? Because I like that one, but no, that's yeah. that's fine, man. That's, that's that's perfectly fine. But getting man. all riled up, it reminded me of something that I saw this week. So it's this young black lady on social media. She's been making videos about corporate talk. And when I say it's the most triggering thing I've ever watched, <laughs> it's literally so bad. I wish we had audio to play it for you guys. But she like talks in her voice where I'm leading a meeting and letting you guys know like I, I have a uh, I'll stop at like 30 minutes, so I won't be here long. But if you want to continue the conversation, you can. But uh, just to get things going, you know, that voice, bruh, it's, 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 it's triggering. And I don't know what to do because every time I see the videos, I can't stop watching them because it's entertaining and funny. So what are they talking about in these videos? I'm not. They're talking about everything. It's like her hosting a meeting and acting like she's actually talking to people. Like, she does all the, she has all the characteristics of somebody who's, like, been in corporate forever. Like, the closing of the shirt, but nobody's really looking at you. The, some of the phrases that I use, uh, debt, uh, like a hard stop and all that other stuff. Just all corporate talk. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just got me to a place where I said, 
why do we sign up for this? Is there another way we can make more money without having the corporate conversations? Do you feel like you get the same type of itch when you walk into a corporate environment? Or, like, is it weird for you having experience in corporate or whatever? Uh, corporate America is corporate America. I never really, fit, I never really like, was trying to fit into corporate America. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, have you ever caught yourself, um, what's it called, cold switching before? Absolutely. All the... Doggone darn tootin' time. <laughs> Have you really used that phrase in all this before? Absolutely not, man. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. Listen, you something something happens when you get around a bunch of corporate folk. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I just be quiet. Sometimes I'll just, you know, I have my place mm-hmm. in a meeting. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna be very observant. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know where the whole corporate lingo started. But yes, it can it can be annoying. Yeah, that whole dialect, it it feels like it's so practice. Like the only people who feel like they're gonna make it is if they talk that way. If exactly. they act a certain way. If exactly. they follow these same characteristics of all these other people who've been this way forever. It's the weirdest thing in the world to me. But it was so but it was so funny reading the comments because everybody was like, this is exactly how my manager acts. This is exactly how my boss acts. This is exactly how this person leads a meeting and stuff like that. And it's the craziest experience. It's like we all understand what it is. And it's so triggering that it bothers us. But we still watch this content because of how much it bothers us. Well, she found a niche. Yeah. So apparently she's. Again, I'm not familiar with the videos. Oh, but yeah, apparently she's funny. She's, we, we're going to play it next time. Okay, sure. so she's she's making fun of corporate America. Yeah. By pretending she's like a manager or something like yeah. that. So she's sitting there like, what? Saying a bunch of stuff. Yeah, corporate speech. out, corporate speech, yeah. all that. I mean, of course, because there's millions of people who work in corporate America and know that it's all be shit. Just all. And look, man. I currently work in corporate America. I know you already alluded that to yeah. that or whatever. Yeah. And you just you just got to do what you need to do. Yeah. Do and you feel like, uh, you know, you being an African-American male, using the proper terms, uh, but you being an African-American male. You being a nigger, do you feel? <laughs> you put the ER on there. Wow. Do you talked you about me getting us canceled. <laughs> do, you, do you feel? But no, do you feel like... Your blackness is challenged when you go to work? Not anymore, no. Okay. Ever since COVID, I stopped giving a flying fuck about mm-hmm. it. Um, when I first started working, like in 2019, mm-hmm. at this particular company, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, you got to kind of hide a lot of the reactions, faces, things like that. You got you to gotta do what you need to do. You got to get in to fit in, right? Mm-hmm. So after COVID, working at home, mm-hmm. Just now kind of coming in back into the office, getting back into the swing of things. No, I don't care. Not anymore. Do you do you ever feel like when uh you get to places like that, or maybe like previous experiences, so it doesn't have to just be about your time now, but from experiences before like all the black people kind of like get together? Oh yeah, I mean, but you know, like as a people, like black people will get together. Mm-hmm. In places where they are like predominantly like underdogs, I would say. And, yeah. and I use that term because, you know, statistically, 
It's not a lot. I mean, it's better, but you walk into any billion dollar corporation. Diversity. A lot of times (laughs) it's not going to be the most diverse place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Our company tries. God bless them. Mm -hmm. God bless them. Mm -hmm. But there's not too many of us in roles that we would more or less aspire to be. Mm -hmm. But we are in there. We're in there. So, but, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I've, I've never been one about like corporate America trying to kind of like really like have it define me and stuff like that. Like a lot of that stuff is exhausting. You know, mm-hmm. you go and then you come back and you feel like you just got to like shed like all of that off of you. Yeah. I was going to say, I, so I've only, my more recent experience has been more on the corporate side. So like with that, Initially, yes, I cold switched like a mother. I was like, shoot, I'm making the most money I ever made. I like this job. I like the people. It's cool culture and everything. Yes, sir, Mr. Williamson, sir. Boy. And there's complete- Would you like me to shine your shoes okay. for you? All right. You ain't gonna I'm Yatata, yatata, yikato, yatata. You was doing all that shit? I didn't I didn't dance for Bet you was. You was soft shoe, weren't you? I did. Weren't you, nigga? <laughs> weren't you dance for me, nigga? Hey, dance. Let me just say this tone is not acceptable right now. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, I feel attacked. I want to fight you, Loki. Like, I want to throw hands again. They're like, uh, they're like oh, that's Steven. He's a great hey, nigger. Hey, look at him. Whoa, the, the ER again. Okay. All right. We're not going to make it long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I did things out of my character that I was not proud of. And then I started to get comfortable. And then I started to get to know people. And, you know, it would feel weird when we would go to, like, company events or do things as, like, teams and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, technically, we're outside of work, but we're not. And you're like, Always I want to use certain man. phrases. I want to use certain terms, but I can't. Always watching you. And I, and I had, like, even the N-word. I knew I had to be very cautious about that when I'm around certain people. I couldn't say it all the time. But there were very much so moments where I was like, Almost like just approached my nigga, but I didn't. I had I saw nigga moments and wanted to address the niggas about the nigga moments happening, but couldn't address them properly to un- so they understood to what level of niggadom that we were at. It's funny how I understood that because you were nigga. <laughs> what level of negative <laughs> Somebody's going to be confused By what I just did But then there's going to be the black friend who breaks that down um, But yes I, I, I cold switched at first And then I got to a point where it's like why It just doesn't feel right And like you said it's almost like shedding off weight At the end of the day because you put so much effort Into trying to sound proper And great to everybody you speak to It's like I just want to be me like I, I, I feel like I speak pretty well or decent at least. I feel like you know, I'm a good person to talk to. Why I can't just be me? So it just makes it tough. Go ahead. You was about to say something. Oh no, I mean I, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that the levels that I that I've reached in my profession, I wouldn't have gotten there if I wasn't myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was because I was myself mm-hmm. that I'm at the position that I'm at now. Mm. So 
like now, like if I'm going into office, like you know, I'll be in there. I, I think I, I think I, I think I've, I've told you already. Like I'll be in there, man. I'm in I'm in Jordans, man. Yeah. I'm in, you know, I'm in there like t-shirts, like I'm like mm. jeans stuff, like. Everybody, everybody, they got they got the polos in tucked into their pants and stuff like that. And I'm just like, no, like that's that's not that's not me. Yeah. So it'll I'll never do that. I mean, unless like I'm CEO or something like that. You know, you got to walk around there in a suit or something like Makes that, which difference. I'm fine with. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you gotta be you gotta be you. And if you're at a place where you don't feel like you can be you, I mean, you're 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 literally at a crossroad. You really got to make the decision. Do you want to be here or do you want to be you? And then some will make the argument and be like, well, you can still be you, but you got to kind of like conform to like corporate America, how they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I agree. And that's why I say, if you put limitations on it, you're still doing what they want. You're not being, you truly are and I feel like there are certain levels to it it's obvious things that you do as an adult that you say don't say things you do don't do when you're out in public but overall like we should be able to just figure it out work together you like, can do your job and still be yourself all right yes you can still do your job and talk how you're gonna talk yes you know what I'm saying every third word don't have to be nigga all right but you can still talk or for you nigger because you the ER quite a bit. Why are you gonna say that, man? You did. I didn't. You said nigger three times on this episode already. Yeah, I, 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 I said that in the context of you being a monkey. Whoa. That's what the bit was. Whoa. That's what the whole, that's what the bit was. That's why I used it like that. All right. Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, new steel versus old steel. I I don't know if you've ever been in the guy. Sorry, man, I'm knocking stuff over. I know, see, see. but I I don't know if you've ever been in an accident with somebody from like one of those old school cars that you know from the city. They always bring up old Detroit steel or things like that. Compared to like how the new cars get into wreck so quickly and so easily, where your heart, whole car gets totaled just based off of one accident, right? So I was thinking about something that kind of applied to some something I uh, was talking about with a friend. You ever notice the old school stuff that used to work to now, like how we just diminished so many things in terms of like relationships and other things to where, yeah, it used to work this way, but we want to try this new thing all the time or even bought something like a, a fan, you know, you bought a fan back in the 90s, that fan going to last your family like 10, 15 years, minimum. You buy a fan nowadays, last you three years. So, yeah. quality, I mean, quantity has went up, prices have went up, but quality has went down. And that applies to a lot of different things. But the main thing I want to focus on is relationships. Why do you feel like at this point in time, especially with the whole gold digger thing being just exclusive at this point. It's no longer like a hidden thing or some girls do it. Like a lot of women just money chasing. And then dudes, they just, you know, they want a lot too for a a lot less work. So what do you feel like is that balance that we lost over time 
to put us in the position that we're in right now. Jeez, man, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Like you are. <laughs> Ain't my name on the marquee? Yeah. <laughs> like, aren't I? Like uh, it is. Aren't I? <laughs> it kind of is. You're my co-host. In the show. Shut your mouth. Answer the You're question. my co-host. Duh. Yeah. Be co-host together. Yeah. That's what co. Oh, means. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you the question. Man, I don't, I, I don't I have an opinion and I want your opinion first. Well, I don't I don't really understand the question because first you started talking about cars and then now you're talking about I was about going somewhere it was the similarities okay. of old versus new. So so Okay, I, okay, in relationships, okay. do you feel like nowadays we're asking for more but the output isn't matching what we're asking for? Well, it's the relationships nowadays, man, it's like People aren't going for the same goals that our like parents or even grandparents went for. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, when they dated, they dated to marry. Mm. You know. Now you know Gen Z. You know they talk about they don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, a lot of them don't want to be married. A lot of them are just dating to figure things out, mm. have a good time, meet some people. Hang, vibe, whatever you want to do. I don't. I mean, the the end goal. The end goal isn't the same. Now there are people who do have that end goal. They're gonna date to marry, and they find people who have that same desire. And then those two, you know, then you know that works out for them. I think, mm-hmm. as a whole, no, we're moving in an opposite direction. You know, it's weird when we were younger. When we were when people would talk about divorce around us, we looked at it as a bad thing, right? I feel like with the next generation after us, they're like divorce is actually an option. They don't look at it as a last resort or like we're gonna do everything we can do to not get to this point. I feel like they're like, Shit, I'm tired of you. You're not making me happy anymore. Let me go. Uh see ya. We're out. Well, I mean, look and it what, actually applies to our generation too a little bit too, right? I mean, but look, look how that's being exposed everywhere, man. TV, yeah. Facebook, look at all these, uh, look at all these reality shows now. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty much, you know, just making a mockery of of marriage of marriage and and, and matrimony, man. Mm-hmm. Like I think that basketball wise show or whatever. Nobody, I, no I don't know. Married. Nobody's married. They're all they're all exes of yeah. these. Like why? Then why is it called basketball wives? It's like you're basketball exes. Like y'all, like that. you know. And again, I I don't watch the show, so you know yeah. my my take. I can't really speak on it like eloquently or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I just like I look I look at the state of media and I look at the state of entertainment mm-hmm. and the entertainment value. I feel like. It's like fast food. So it's like you're getting this cheap, cranked out mm. product, mm-hmm. but it's delicious to eat. Mm-hmm. But the substance of it, the nutritional factor of it, it's just like there's like nothing there. But, you know, they're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, this, it's not. It's, Have you ever watched the show Love is Blind? Is that that show with the, the blind date where they go on the blind dates or something? Yeah. Like that? So they, they start off, they spend like two weeks in these pods where women and men are separated but they can go on dates with each other right they can go on as many dates as they want to with whomever they want to and then by the end of the two weeks you got to either decide do you want to marry this person or not 
So you got to ask them for their hand in marriage, right? And then after that, I think it's three weeks after, you go on a vacation, and then during those three weeks, you decide if you want to marry that person, and then by the time the three weeks or month or a couple months is over, you say I do or or no, right? What I kind of like about this show is that one, how it starts off, you can't see each other. So when you're in these pods talking to each other, the only way you get to know the person is by talking to them. So looks don't matter. And then you see the person at the engagement if you do decide you want to marry this person. But I feel like that's probably one of the most organic ways to actually fall in love with someone. Because in today's times, everybody's so focused on how does this person look? How much money do they have? What can they do for me? We are no longer in the stage of, oh, I love you. I can see you as my actual partner. Because I think too many people have different definitions of what the word partner means. And not actually, like, focus on partnership. But what can I get or what are you going to bring to me all the time? Man, I feel like people don't even know what love really is. Ooh. <laughs> There's... Falling in love with someone, mm. like that whole term is kind of like bothersome. Why is that? I f- like I f- I feel like love changes. So when you say falling in love with someone, mm. from that moment, oh, I'm falling in love with you. I fell in love with you. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. That quote unquote love changes. Mm-hmm. So. That's not necessarily love you're feeling. You don't feel what love actually is until that process of it. So, you know, you're with someone for 10 years. That 10-year process is the process of love. They say, like, there's a huge percentages, you know, the huge percentages of divorce is happening within the first five years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a threshold you have to break through to get to the other side. Things are, things are chaotic. You're, you're, you're butting heads. Not, things aren't working out. Let me but speak on that real quick. The, the tough part is... What you don't, what people don't advise you on before you get married, and this is why I don't, if you're going to give advice, give them the real raw stuff. You're going to love somebody differently. You're going to have to learn to love them differently too. And your feelings are going to change for that person over time too. Like there's going to be moments and times where you really don't like the person. And you got to be okay with that. You got to figure out, you got to say, yes. I'm not really feeling you right now, but I know like based on the relationship we built, we're going to make it through this man. Perfect. But love is action. Yes. Love is not a feeling Mm -hmm. to say that you're falling in love with someone has to be shown. And love is long suffering. Mm -hmm. When you get married, you're choosing that person. You make that commitment. You say your vows that you're committing yourself to that person for whatever. Jamal, you know a big problem I see with that? Mm. The vows itself. 
Because I don't think people really understand what they're signing up for well, when they on. say those things. Right. I'll get to that. Yeah. What I want to say is, is that everything, everything in life changes. Mm-hmm. So with the vows, you know, better or worse, sickness and health, mm-hmm. richer or poorer. Right. They don't understand what that means. Mm-hmm. You start off good. You know, someone loses their job. You lose your house. You lose your car. What you have left is literally the bare minimum of you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Can you sustain with just the bare minimum? Because if you don't, if you don't understand what love is, you're not, you're not going to make it. And not to say you need to know what love is before you get married. I'm saying that love is something that you develop and develop together. So the point of where you're standing at the altar with your, with your significant other, to the point of where you're down 15 years down the road, that whole journey, yeah, that's love. But, and I think that's the problem that a lot of people have. They look at it for what the movies might say, what they might see from others, and understand, your marriage is your marriage. Right. Nobody's marriage is going to be like yours. Nobody's marriage. You might have a lot of similarities. Oh, my husband does this too. Oh, my wife does that too. Y'all might have a lot of similarities, but who y'all are as people at the core is different. So you have to prepare for that too. And then who you are when you start is not who you're going to be 10 years from now. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. Look, if you out here and you're dating someone, Mm -hmm. all right, you need to see how they are at their worst. That's real. Right? That's you need real. to see how they are at their worst. And I'm not saying that you need to gaslight somebody into, like, concocting these types of, like, missions yeah, to the don't point try where to do it's, it like, manipulating <laughs> someone to see them get angry or something like that. But you right. need to see them at their worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, you know, those old folk, you know, they they – they weren't dating; they were courting. You know, like they used that term "courting," where well, they would I think be. It was different because well, they see courting is the way the old school people told me. Courting is dating to marriage. Dating is just having fun. Just you know, but even in, even in that time period, you're taking mental notes. You're taking mental reps. Mm-hmm. You're you're evaluating. You should be evaluating that person, seeing mm-hmm. how they react, and then. You have to evaluate yourself, mm-hmm. meaning, okay, if they act like that for this, they'll probably act like this for that. Mm-hmm. Can I handle that? Mm. The answer is no. Either you got to work on yourself or you call it quits. True. But the thing is that people don't know what to look for when they're evaluating. People don't know how to evaluate relationships. And a lot of times you're evaluating your relationship while you're in it. And that's where I think the fall in love part comes in because a lot of people think, oh, this person makes me so happy. They make me feel so different. They're the greatest person on earth. No, you got to look through or get past the honeymoon stage. That's why I I always say, and many people have said this before me, you're not going to start learning the real person until after the first three months that you're together. Right. And then even after that, you're not really going to start understanding the person you might sign up for for the rest of your life until like two, three years down the line. Well, So this is all a commitment that you're taking from day one right. where you have to almost do like a self-evaluation every six months to say, all right, this is what I'm, this is what I'm 
willing to commit to? I don't think that marriage is should be scary. I don't think people should go in thinking like, oh man, like this this is pretty scary. Like, what if we get divorced? Like, what if this doesn't work? You shouldn't have that mindset. You should have the mindset of going in like it's a job. And every other year, every couple of years, you're working towards like your promotion or your evaluation. And never just take the fun out of your relationship because you're married either. Right. Even if you're a, a, you become a family, you have kids and all that other stuff. At the end of the day, this all started because of <clears throat> the wife and the husband marrying each other. Y'all can never forget the core and where everything started. Right. No matter how much you love your kids, y'all got to take care of y'all first and then, you know, take care of the kids as well, but yeah, and then even the last thing on this topic, man. I mean, I mean, you got you got to talk when you when you're married. You can have those types of conversations, like those real honest types of conversations. Like, look, you really upset me today because Be A, honest. B, and C, or you know what, I didn't like when you said this. Yes, and you would you would want your partner to reciprocate that with you because you can't just walk out the door and leave a marriage. You're mm-hmm. you're gonna be in it, um, and I and I say that from experience. I've been married for nine years. And I didn't know what it took to sustain a marriage mm. until I got married. Mm. So nobody can sit up here and say, oh, even, even the pointers that I'm giving, mm-hmm. it's like, I can't, I can't tell you how to have a successful marriage because that's just something you just got to work out in. But that's neither here nor there, man. I feel like yeah. <laughs> we could talk, you could talk, you talk I, about that forever, I could man. talk about this all day. I, yeah. It's plenty of things I could say, but. Just to grasp from like what Jamal was saying is like, no matter what tips or advice that you get or what people talk about, the most important thing is be honest with each other, yeah, and just be vocal about how you feel. And fellas, do not think just because you're a man you can't tell a woman how you feel. If there's things that's going on continuously, and you never say anything, you can't get mad at her later on. About something she doesn't know about. Well, you need to make sure that you get yourself a woman who's not going to take advantage of your vulnerability. That too. Um, that don't. Really so if you have a woman who does cannot handle a man's vulnerability, my mm. brother, do not share anything vulnerable with mm. her. You are she, not she, soft because you got feelings, bro. She will not mm-hmm. take that well. Mm-hmm. That's why... Marriage is, you got to take it seriously, man. You can't just, you can't just marry anybody. No. You have, you have the choice of who you marry, but you have to be cognizant. Yeah. Two-way street. Yep. All right. Yeah, man. Is that- I guess we're going to end the episode by giving great advice. Even though that was we good, said, man. I, even though what? we kind of said, don't take our advice, but. I didn't advice. say that. I said take the advice, but no, you, but you, you gotta, gotta take you, you gotta take it. You gotta take it as a grain of salt. Now, you you have you gotta work for it as well. Don't just okay. get up here because Jamal was saying, "Oh well, you gotta court this lady," and then you show up to her house in a tuxedo, and then you get laughed at, and then you want to come get at me in the comments. Hey, fam, if you show up in the tuxedo and she laugh at you, she ain't the one for you. She don't respect and she can't take in how you a player trying to do. Okay, let me stop. I'm getting into a tangent. Like I. Wear suits. Um, I'm just saying, man. Thank can't, y'all. Can't turn a hoe to a housewife. Either what is it? God, damn. We always almost there. <laughs> we, we were almost there. I'm just saying. All right. Well, thank y'all again. This is jokes and random shit. From the couch to the mics. Just know if your day is bad, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, y'all, man. It's going to be all right. Be all right. Okay, I was about to say. Okay.
Please don't. Okay. Bye, right. y'all. See y'all next time.